Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prince for the week of June 5, 2016. The Tri-State Library Users, a chapter of both the Kentucky Council of the Blind and the Library Users of America, invites everyone to participate in our next special program by conference call on Tuesday, June 21 at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Our guest speaker will be Lynn Raimondo, author of the Mark Angelotti crime series, which includes Dante's Wood, Dante's Poison, and Dante's Dilemma. Dante's Wood was a library journal mystery debut of the month. Before beginning her writing career, Lynn was a partner in a major Chicago law firm, the General Counsel for Arthur Anderson, LLP, and the General Counsel for the Illinois Department of Revenue. Thanks to Tri-State Immediate Past President Suella Milo for arranging this exciting program for us. You can join the call from anywhere in the United States by dialing 605-475-6006 and entering code 294444. Please plan to call in a few minutes early so as not to interrupt the program, and remember that all callers are asked to mute their phones during the presentation. It's not too late to make your travel plans for the 55th Annual ACB Conference and Convention. Convention dates are July 1 through 9, and you can attend part or all of Convention Week in Minneapolis. Pre-registration is now open and will remain open until June 22. There are numerous workshops, seminars, tours, social events, and other activities listed on the pre-registration form. But, believe it or not, that's not all that's happening at the convention. During the last two weeks, almost every day, there have been more free events being announced. Examples are tech sessions from Microsoft, HIMSS, HumanWare, AI Squared, and many more. Speakers are now being announced as well, such as Martha Harmon Pardee, our guest talking book narrator for this year, and Terry Kelly, the banquet speaker. You can keep up with all of the latest convention announcements by subscribing to the ACB convention email list. Just visit www.acb.org and follow the email list link. Or visit the ACB convention page at www.acb.org slash 2016 convention for information and registration. Visit often because there's something new almost every day. There are always a number of international guests at the ACB National Conference and Convention, and this year is no exception. Sandra Sermons of Maryland, chair of the ACB International Relations Committee, joins us on page two with news of a very special Voices from Around the World luncheon taking place in Minneapolis on Tuesday, July 5. It will be broadcast on ACB radio, so those of you at home will be able to listen in as well. Artist Bazin is a name known to many of our listeners. Artist is from California, and she is very active in a number of committees and special interest affiliates, as well as in the California Council of the Blind. On page three, Artist brings us up-to-date news on conference and convention activities and programs planned by the Randolph Shepard Vendors of America, the Independent Visually Impaired Entrepreneurs, and the ACB Membership Committee. We don't often touch on human interest type articles about people who are blind or visually impaired. 
There are so many of them published around the country that we could probably fill sound prints with them during most weeks. But this week, there were two especially interesting articles forwarded to the ACBL email list, and we share them with you on page 4. And on page 5 is the sound prints calendar. Page 2. Sandra Sermons is the chair of the American Council of the Blind International Relations Committee. And as such, she's visiting with us today on Sound Prints to tell us about a very interesting program that is happening at the 55th Annual Conference of the American Council of the Blind. Welcome, Sandra. Thank you, Carla. As always, I really enjoy appearing on your show and um, on behalf of International Relations they wanted me to send greetings and, and that we um, very much appreciate this opportunity. Well, I'm really glad to always highlight activities, especially those that have a little different flair. Um, and, and almost everything that we do at the convention sometimes becomes... Um, you know, has, has something different about it. But this, is, this is really different. This, this is... Um, the uh, luncheon of the International Relations Committee. It, it's sometimes in the past it's happened as a reception, but this time it's a luncheon, and it's going to be on Tuesday. Uh, that would be July 5. And um, tell us about some of the things that are going to be happening at this Voices from Around the World luncheon. Okay. Um, so... As you say, um, it's going to be on Tuesday, July 5th at 12.15. Um, we, and you're absolutely right when you mentioned the reception. Uh, for many years we had uh, a reception type of an event where we uh, were able to give our international guests a, a really good ACB welcome. But we found that... Um, we had lots and lots of guests. We always ended up running out of time. So a few years ago, we made the decision to um, change the venue a little bit and keep the name still because Voices from Around the World really does um, do an excellent job of signifying the purpose. And uh, so we kept the name, but rather than continuing to have a reception, we turned it into a um, a luncheon type of an event. So this is our second luncheon for voices from around the world. Um, what we will be doing is we will be at 12.15, we'll be having our, our luncheon, and during this time there are several things. Um, of course, the purpose is to get to know um, our international guests. But since there's something called... The, the World Blind Union, um, it is when the blind community of the world comes together. It happens once every four years. And this year, it happens to be uh, a year that, that it will be convening, and it will be in Orlando, Florida in August. So one of the, spe one of the guests that will be attending is Charles Mossop. He is from Canada, but he is the president of the North American region. The, the World Blind Union is, is divided up into regions of the world. So you have, you know, Europe, South America, Asia, and, of course, North America, um, Caribbean. 
So Mr. Musub is the president of the North American region, and he will be ACB's international guest. That's the official person. Um, but he will also be joining us uh, at our luncheon, and he will be highlighting um, the, the World Blind Union, like what basically will be taking place uh, at the convention, the you know, structure, function of it, and and um, what sort of are the highlights that he anticipates will happen if any major um, policies or decisions will be taking place. He'll be able to sort of give us an idea of just a little um, taste of what will be occurring uh, later on in the summer when we have the WBU convention. So he is one of our international guests, um, and we always have a ton of them. We have, and they're from different countries, and you never quite know who's going to show up. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of keep it um, a secret and give you a little snippet. That so, Mr. Mossop is the first one, and also we also know that we will have some um, guests from Australia. So those are two of the countries that will be represented. Um, we're not going to tell you the other ones. We really want you to come and join us and find out for yourself because I promise that each voices each year is different, and you come away with something different every year. So please, please, please attend. Um, the other part, so part one of the reception, oh, sorry, Part one of the luncheon is going to be Mr. Mossop speaking. Um, and and Sandra, be- about- yeah, before we jump into the part two, okay. which is which is really a, an interesting um, thing too, I want to just let our listeners know that you know sometimes things like the World Blind Union um, activities and so on sound so remote, especially if you've. If, if you're not even able to get, say, to your state convention or to local meetings or when you're thinking, oh, World Blind Union, well, there's just no way that I can even relate to that. But <clears throat> through, the, through the power of ACB radio, um, the World Blind Union is many things from World Blind Union are often broadcast. And, um, and I think that that's scheduled to happen again this year. it will be happening again as well. Yes, so no matter where you are, no matter who you are, you will be able to tune in and and find out what is happening in August at that convention because of ACB Radio. So just wanted our listeners to know that and that this is not just something that's way, way, way remote and that will never touch us because um, it, it really does and it really can. Um, also... The, another note, we haven't started talking about the ACB radio broadcast schedules yet for the ACB conference and convention, but um, those will be published as well, and people at home who can't make it to Minneapolis will be able to hear, for example, Mr. Mossop's um, 
um, address to the general session. So while you can't attend everything, while you can't hear everything on ACB radio, you can at least get a part of what is happening and, and, you know, listen from the comfort of your home or if you're at work, you can tune in some, there's replays. So there's opportunities to hear some of these things that we're talking about. And we, we strongly encourage you to come to convention because there's nothing like the ACB conference, <laughs> conference and convention. Um, however, if for whatever reason you're unable to attend, mm-hmm. then Carla's absolutely right. Uh, we have been streaming for a while, and not only will the general sessions be streamed, but um, voices will be streamed as well. Oh, very good. So. Yes, and we'll be we'll be making sure everyone knows that schedule. So this is an event that you can participate in um, either directly at uh, at the Minneapolis Convention or remotely uh, from the comfort of wherever uh, by ACB Radio, either listening through the computer, through ACB Link, or through your telephone. So now tell us about part two. Oh, okay, sure. Um, so part two. Um, International Relations um, is is a committee, and we have nine members. One of our members, her name was Josephine Defini, and she, from the inception, um, was completely devoted, I mean, one of the most dedicated people on the committee. And a few months back, uh, she broke her, she tumbled down some stairs and broke her neck, and as a result, she passed away. And um, everyone, of course, is still grieving, and, and, oh, my goodness. And as the committee sort of um, thought about what sort of tribute can we offer, what what is it that we can't just do the normal, okay, you know, we're sorry that she passed away, and we have to do something a bit different because she has impacted the lives of so many people. So what we are planning to do is – People, anyone who's who has ever known her or wants to share um, an anecdote or a funny story or a memory, uh, we're asking them to please, please, please do one of two things: a, attend the conference and convention, attend Voices from Around the World, and then you'll be able to share that in person. If you won't be able to do that, then we're also asking that you email yours truly, dst71992 at gmail.com, with this funny experience, whatever you'd like to share. And it will be shared, and it will become part of our record, our whole, you know, the global memory of her and what we're also going to do since she was a guide dog user she always got her dogs from the seeing eye we're going to be purchasing her a brick at the seeing eye with her name on it and anyone who would like to make a contribution um, is welcome to do so if if they come to convention to our luncheon you'll have an opportunity to to give the donation at that time but that is what we we decided to do for her and we have already gotten so many 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 tributes i mean there's one for just an example uh janet dickelman who's the conference and convention chair 
and she was all in tears because she said, you know, I'm so used to the day after pre-registration opened, Josephine calling me up and me <laughs> assisting her with the, and she, she gave me these bangles from India because she was so appreciative of the fact that um, I always helped her with the pre-registration, and now she's gone, and I was just sure that when registration opened, I would hear from her, and then I had to stop it. Oh, wait, she passed away. So memories like that are pretty amazing, and that's the purpose of our of our memorial and tribute to her. And they don't have to be incidents or great lofty tributes, just like the example um, that you gave from Janet. You know, that's a small thing, but that is part of that memory and the small things are what make a memorial like that special so uh, hopefully everyone will participate in that give your email address again okay um so it's dst um d is in dog yes. s is in, is in dog s is in sam t is in tom okay seven one nine nine two at gmail.com okay and that's where people can email uh, any kind of tribute that they may have to share about Josephine. Well, Sandra, we really appreciate you being on Soundprints with us today. We know that the voices from around the world, Bluncheon is going to be a huge success in Minneapolis, and we wish the IRC all the best and, and a highly successful program and look forward to seeing you in Minnesota. Well, thank you, Carla, and as I said, on behalf of International Relations, we really appreciate being able to have this opportunity, and we hope to see you all either um, in Minneapolis at our luncheon or at least um, in ACB Radio Land. Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free-of-charge Louis database. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies. APH products and textbooks can also be located using Louie. New extended searching now available with free Louie Plus. Visit soon. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Many book materials help Braille users jot notes quickly. Pull APH's mini-book Braille binder out of your pocket and begin to write on the mini-book slate in just seconds. Materials are sold separately so that you can choose the combination that's right for you. Call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit www.aph.org. Page 3. Artist Bazin is from California, and she is with us on Soundprint, actually wearing three hats today. She's going to be telling us about two of the ACB special interest groups that are hosting activities at this coming um, ACB conference and convention in Minneapolis, and then she's going to be telling us about an ACB committee. Uh, Artis is going to be talking about um, activities sponsored by Randolph Shepard Vendors of America, and then the independent visually impaired enterprisers, Ivy, and then she'll be putting on her hat as the chair of the membership committee and telling us about those activities. So welcome, artists. We're really glad to have you. Well, thank you for inviting me. 
Artists, let's begin by talking about Randall Shepard Vendors of America. That is the ACB Special Interest Affiliate that is um, especially concerned with issues that relate to blind vendors all over the country. So tell us about what RSVA is up to this year. Okay, certainly. Our first event this year is on Saturday night. We have a mixer, which is members only, and that starts at 9 o'clock and goes till midnight or thereabouts. And it's a way for members to mingle together and just to network with one another. Sometimes vendors find that the networking is more productive a lot of times than the actual meetings are, but it's a first chance for everyone to get together. Then our second um, event is our board meeting. Our board of directors meeting is Sunday morning from 10 until noon. And anyone is welcome to sit in the board meeting and listen to, you know, details of, you know, what's going on if they wish. Also this year, RSVA is again sponsoring the ACB Students Luncheon so, you know, we also encourage our members to attend that because since we've sponsored it, our main purpose for that is to try to get more young people aware of the Randolph Shepherd program. And so hopefully they'll look at that as a possible alternative once they graduate from college since other jobs sometimes aren't always as easily available. As they think that they are going to be when they're in college. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. Right. Then in the afternoon on Sunday from 1.30 until 5, we have programming. And we have, uh, we're going to have one segment uh, talking about the Minnesota program and some issues they've had there since we are in Minnesota. Then we're going to be allowing vendors from other states to talk about what's happening in those states. We're also going to have a panel on advocacy, and Jeff Tom is uh, one of the RSV attorneys, and so he's going to talk about some of the latest legal efforts in that, that RSVA has been involved in, the main one uh, being in Oregon, but we've also been doing some liaising in a couple of other states with issues. Mm-hmm. Then we're also going to have a gentleman from uh, that's going to be talking about bar, uh, barcode scanners. And um, David Bodie is going to be there, and he's Mm going to show the latest bar scanner. Mm -hmm. That's from Envision America. From right, Mm -hmm. correct, Envision America. And then we're going to have a panel on marketing, on how people are marketing. Are they using social media to, um, you know, show off their business or not? I know sometimes people think it's not necessary to get involved in that. For instance, it's. Most of our facilities are in federal, state, county buildings, but we do have a number of facilities that are also in private facilities. Even sometimes in buildings, you know, if you have something, social media, and you have a group, you know, Mm -hmm. list for your building, you can also, and sometimes people don't think about, you know, that as a possibility. So we have that as another topic. And you know, the people who work in those buildings are customers, and they have the option to either... uh, patronize that stand, that uh, vending location, or go somewhere else. That's right. And that's it doesn't right. matter if it's a federal building. Maybe the building has to have the person there, but the customers, the people who work in that building, don't have to, don't have to eat there. 
Right. They can always go out. So that's, that's correct. Yeah. That's so correct. marketing is a big deal today. So we're trying to just get a number of topics on the table, and then um, obviously vendors can also, on the vendor panel itself, they can bring up other issues that they might have. Mm -hmm. So those are the different topics we're talking about there. Then on Sunday night, we have a second mixer, and that one we're doing in conjunction with the Ivy, Independent Visually Impaired Entrepreneurs, since obviously both groups are entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. and we've invited them. But of course, any other ACB member can choose to uh, pay to join that particular mixer if they're interested in talking to entrepreneurs, etc. That's on Sunday night, immediately following the general session. So we have it scheduled from like 10 to midnight. Then on Monday, Monday is our, our fullest day. We have our luncheon. We call it our annual scholarship luncheon. And we give out three scholarships. Well, and sometimes we give out more. But we have three general scholarships we give out each year. And sometimes we give out distinguished service awards besides the, the three main ones if we feel, you know, others are deserving of attention. Sure. But our speaker for that one is Deanna Noriega from Missouri. And she's had a, a varied life and done a lot of advocacy as well as some entrepreneurship efforts. And um, so she's going to talk about some of those, and it sounds like it'll be very inspiring. I don't know if people are aware of the fact that, you know, she had a jewelry store. She also did a food bank when they lived in Oregon. So um, I don't know how many people are aware of that kind of thing. So it sounds like it'll be very interesting. I remember when she, for two or three years at least, maybe more, brought a wonderful exhibit to the convention. She had such neat things. And that was when I think she was living in Colorado and had uh, a shop with all kinds of neat little boxes and fancy little 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 things. But um, Yeah, she, made it a out of, uh, she did it out of stones. Uh, she mm -hmm. used different kinds of stones mm -hmm. to um, make different uh, uh, jewelry. It should be really entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, um, after that, we have our, our business meeting. Our membership business meeting is after that. Then uh, Monday night, we have two events. Um, we call it first and second act, but there's there you purchase them separately because not everyone wants to do both items. The first one is a comedian, and um, his name is Chris, and he will be there from 7:30 until approximately 8:30, 8:45. And um, he sounds like he's going to be an excellent comedian. We've been doing a comedian for the last few years, and uh, people generally like to have a comedian. Then at 9 o'clock, we're doing something different. Originally, we were going to have karaoke, but then we heard um, uh, one of the vendors in Minneapolis told us about a gentleman who does music, music trivia. And so he ta has his guitar there, and... He'll sing parts of songs or renditions and so forth, tell some music stories, um, some funny and some just historical. And it'll be a contest, trivia contest of music. And he's going to have music from the 40s to the 90s. 
and there's also going to be prizes. And so he's going to have a lot of interacting with the audience. So it sounds like something new and different and and yeah. really exciting. So it I'm looking like forward fun. to seeing that. Yeah, so, a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. So that's so, at 9 o'clock. That's at 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. and we have that scheduled until midnight. Mm-hmm. So that should be fun. Then, and you can um, just buy a ticket at the door if you want to. Yeah, too. you can buy a ticket at the door, or you can buy it pre-reg. That's one thing I really like this year. If you decide after you've registered, you can go back if you've saved your password. And then in the evening, our last event, we're going to go to a casino, which is about 45 minutes away. So it's nicer. Last year we went to a casino an hour and a half away. It ended up being more than that because they had a lot of traffic problems. So this year it's a lot closer, so it'll be really nice. Um, and we're not going to allow any traffic problems. That's right. We're not going to allow any traffic problems. Forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is about a 45-minute drive over and back, and that will start at 5.30, and it will be coming back uh, right before midnight. Mm-hmm. And that um, casino has several uh, restaurants in it, so you can go to eat, or you can just go gamble. They also have just dollar tables, which is ah. really hard oh, to find boy. anywhere else. So. Yeah, you aren't kidding. <laughs> I didn't know Plus they still existed. Plots and entertainment and all that <laughs> yeah. jazz. So that's all for RSVA. All right. That sounds really good. Looking forward to um, all kinds of activities there. I sure hope you have a great attendance. It sounds like it's a wonderful, wonderful plan. So yeah. We usually do. In fact, um, usually all of our, our events, uh, we get um, just as many ACB folks as we do RSVA mm-hmm. folks. So, yes. you know, they're... They're not even specific, you know, right. so right. anyone can You don't have to be a member in order to go. Um, the other thing we should say before we leave RSVA is you can buy tickets to the individual events. But do you have a package again this year, too? Yes, we do. We do have a package where you can buy all the activities. And um, there's a it's $20 registration for RSVA activities. And if you buy the package, then there's a $10 discount with all the items, whereas mm-hmm. if you buy each one individually, then, of course, you don't get any discount. Right. But obviously, if you're only going to go to, you know, the fun events, well, then right. it's, you know, then, cheaper then it's to better. pay for those. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> or if you only want to go to, um, for example, the music trivia, then you wouldn't want to buy the package. You just buy that ticket. That's so, correct. Yeah, that's, that's correct. really, so that's really neat. Well, good. All right, let's move on to Ivy, Independent Visually Impaired entrepreneurs and let's talk about them for a little bit because they have some really nice activities as well. You've already told us about the combined mixer with RSVA on Sunday night. Ivy starts on Monday morning with a breakfast, right? That's correct. We have a breakfast at 7 a.m. I know it's early, but (laughs) it's a good way to mingle with other business owners. And you don't have to be a business owner to participate. We sometimes have people that are just trying to dip in a little bit into entrepreneurship and check it out and see if it's something they really want to do. And the Ivy Breakfast is a networking a business meeting. So in other words, we have a time where everybody meets one another. Carla goes around and kind of does a little interview of each person there to find out what kind of business they do, where they're from, etc. And it's a good chance for people to interact with one another and just learn from each other. Then we have a short business meeting. And uh, we are done by around 8.15. And so, so there's still uh, time to get to general session. Right. You can still get mm-hmm. to general session. At 8.30. Then our um, 
on Wednesday is a full afternoon. We have our luncheon, and on Wednesday, our luncheon, we're not going to have just one speaker. We're, uh, Carla is going to facilitate, and we're going to have a topic. It's on building a niche business, and oh. we're hoping that everyone that comes shares what their main segment is and how they particularly market that particular niche mm -hmm. because obviously each business has to do different ways of marketing and if you have a niche that you're trying to fill then you have to focus on the marketing for that particular niche and so that's going to be our focus this year and we're hoping to get lots of participation and lots of good ideas that we can share with one another mm -hmm. that really sounds good it Ivy always has such good topics for that Wednesday lunch and afternoon kind of workshop. It's almost like a, a workshop that um, the and the topics are just excellent. And I I sure hate that it's on Wednesday because that's when I'm closing the mini mall down and <laughs> <laughs> exhibits are closing at one and and we're having to pack up the mini mall and move it into marketplace and all that and I just hate artists that that happens at the same time. You know? Yeah, I know we we have a, a difficult situation. You know, there's so many things that go on during the week. It's so hard to know what day. One of the changes one of the changes we made this year because of that issue is we have moved our our marketplace basically mm -hmm. our Ivy Expo to Wednesday so oh. it's after the luncheon so uh -huh. the luncheon gets done at um, 215 mm -hmm. and uh, the or is it 230 I don't know mm -hmm. mm -hmm. but then the um, Ivy Expo is immediately following the luncheon Mm -hmm. And that's when any Ivy member or non-member can uh, purchase a table and show their products and, or tell about their services. Mm -hmm. And one of the advantages of that is that, you know, if you pay for an exhibit in the exhibit hall, the cost is much higher. Oh, yeah. Plus, you have to man so many hours. Yes. I mean, it's, it's Saturday through Wednesday, yep. and that's a lot of days, especially if you're an entrepreneur, one person. Yep. And we've even tried splitting it up between business owners, and it's really tough to get enough to cover that space. So having the Ivy Expo is a way for you to just spend a couple of hours to um, share your products and services with whoever from ACB that wants to visit. Mm -hmm. To have a booth, it's $10 if you're an Ivy member, and if you're not an Ivy member, it's $25. And we always tell folks, membership in Ivy is $15. So right. if you're paying 25 bucks, well, then you, you, you could just be become just a, member. a member and get yep. the Ivy Expo. Might or as well. if you don't want to be a member, you still pay the 25 bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> so and Ivy um, makes an extra $15. That's right. That's right. But it's it's a good way, and a lot of people have looked forward to the expo. I know one of the things that I saw a lot of times is Braille greeting cards. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, if people know I'm going to be there, then they'll come to, to pick those up. And so I think people get used to people uh, like uh, Carla Hayes, you know, sells, mm -hmm. you know, recorders and all that kind of thing. So if you know a particular business owner has certain products, well, then you can look for the Ivy Expo. Right. And 
So hopefully other people will sign up and take advantage of that. One of the reasons we moved from Thursday is it seems like a certain amount of people you know, stay the first part of the week and then they leave early. Yes. And we're mm-hmm. hoping that we can get more participation in the expo by moving it up to Wednesday. To Wednesday, yes. yes. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds great. And um, uh, especially like that Wednesday afternoon, that niche business topic, I think that's wonderful. Okay, let's switch here from special interest affiliate hats to ACB committee hat. And put on your membership committee hat and tell us about the activities that are happening with the membership committee. The membership committee, one one event that is typically every year an outstanding event is the membership seminar on Thursday afternoon. It's been done year after year after year, forever and ever. I don't remember almost a time when we didn't do it. But um, <laughs> tell us tell us about the, the membership committee activities that are happening this year. Sure. Our first activity is Keys to the Convention. And we have been doing two sessions. And last year we started just doing one because we're trying to cut down the length of the convention, so we went to one keys to the convention. And what that is, it's basically for first-timers, mm-hmm. although we recommend that if you have not been to a convention for a number of years, it might also be a good idea for you to attend that session. Mm-hmm. And it's on Sunday afternoon at 2, because by then most people who are attending the convention have arise. Mm-hmm. And it's a free event. It's a free event, mm-hmm. and it lasts just an hour. It's from 2 to 3. And what happens there is we have committee members that talk about different parts of the convention. They'll talk about the business, what happens during the business time. They'll talk about, you know, different things people need to remember for, like, guide dog user, what they have to, different events that are going on for the different affiliates that are doing different special events. We'll talk a little bit about some of the committee meetings and some of those events. And then we'll also talk about some basic tips for convention, Mm -hmm. what things to remember, like ACB Cafe, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So we kind of give a well-rounded, basic outline of what's happening at the convention so that people who haven't been there before know that they should really look at their list of events. Yes. And so that they don't get to the so they don't get yeah. to the end of the week and discover that something they really liked best happened and they had no clue. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Now sometimes you can learn about a lot of things when you're going through your registration. Right. But it's um it's it's a good you know thing. Plus the other thing is the registration tells you a little bit about everything, whereas the keys to the convention gives you an opportunity to ask questions. Yes. So if there's something you're unsure about, if you're unsure who can attend what and what you cannot attend, we can kind of give fill in people and tell them that most everything is open to everyone, right. but there are, you know, a couple of things a that are A couple of exceptions. Like That's right. That's like, right. Like the credentials committee and the nominating committee. And that's that, right. It's pretty much open. That's right. There that's it right. is. And a lot of people aren't aware of that. A lot of people think that if you don't belong to a special interest affiliate, you can't go to those activities. Or they'll think that if you aren't a client of a group, that you can't go to something. So we, you know, just want to make people aware of the fact that it's very open. And they're saying, well, well, who do I check with if I want to go? Just walk in. That's right. If it's a ticket, 
if it's a ticket, you, you have to worry about having the ticket. You might have to go buy one ahead of time or find out if the event is sold out or whatever. But uh, there's so much free that's going on during the week, too. And, and you just walk in. I often right. tell people, artists, when I, I, I guess it was the second or third whole com entire convention I had gone to, I, I went through my program and I picked out the speakers that I wanted to hear. And, you know, RSVA had one, and teachers had one, and somebody else had one. I don't remember who all. And, you know, I just made a list of where I wanted to go. One afternoon, I had four speakers in four different, four different, <laughs> you know, affiliates. And it was toward the middle of the, late, you know, middle to late 70s. You know, we didn't have as many special interest affiliates as we do today. But still, I had four picked out. And if I went in one and I didn't like it, guess what I did? I got up and left and went to another one. And right. so long as you don't go in and make a huge noise, all right. kinds of banging around and stuff, you know, you can slip in and out and nobody even knows you've come and gone. That's how you get to know what groups are out there and what groups you feel at home with and who have things that interest you. And it is truly like going to a hometown buffet um, that is on the, where the buffet is just packed with all kinds of things that relate to blindness and visual impairment and then other things as well. So and That's why it's so important to look at your uh, calendar of events. Right. And, right. Um, and then, of course, uh, one of the d downsides to looking just at the calendar of events doesn't always list, you know, the speakers. Doesn't list the speakers, so, so you really miss out a lot. Yep. And then if they list an affiliate, sometimes there might be a speaker on that affiliate that you wouldn't even associate with that affiliate. Right. So right. it's really good if you can spend the time ahead of time. And the program's mm -hmm. usually online a couple right. weeks ahead you of time. You can download it ahead of time. Yeah, and right. if you can take the time to look through it, then you'll find lots of little That's right. nuggets. That now tell us about to. that membership seminar on Thursday. Okay, on Thursday afternoon, our membership seminar is from 2.45 to 4 o'clock. So it's for an, about an hour and a half. Um, we have two topics we're going to be talking about. The first panel is going to be talking about alternate ways of meeting. And what we're going to talk about is some of the online ways, like the team talk, um, about conference calls, about using social media to get people uh, to your meetings or to even just talk among yourselves during the times in between. You can bring up discussions, etc. Um, there's lots of new things different affiliates are doing to get people more involved. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things about special interest affiliates, most of them have their meetings just in the summer, and then people lose touch and then they don't really stay part of it. But if you can have ongoing calls or webinars mm -hmm. or whatever, it kind of strengthens your affiliate. But that information is good. <laughs> yes, and, and that information is good, too, for state affiliates that have chapters in, in states like Kentucky, where we have a lot of rural areas. That, you know, I think that topic is, is a wonderful topic because we need to find more ways to draw people in who don't especially live in areas that have transportation. Now, and what's the, the other topic? part of the other part of it is that um, email. A lot of people don't use email discussion lists as much as they could. Mm -hmm. And we have a CCB Women uh, online discussion group. So there's all kinds of different alternative ways you can. 
mm-hmm. you know, meet and have different topics, etc. Mm-hmm. Okay, the second uh, panel is going to be how to protect your affiliate. Mm-hmm. And in that, we're going to have everything from how you can save archives of your materials, how you pass on your materials from uh, one officer's group to another officer's group, whether you do it by thumb drives through archives online or hard copy. Also looking at your 501c3 and making sure you're following the good practices Mm -hmm. as well as uh, kind of records you need, incorporation papers, all of that whole area of protecting your accounts and making sure the, the right people are getting the information so you're sharing it with other officers so if somebody mm-hmm. all of a sudden dies or <laughs> goes away, <Yes. laughs> that you have the ability to, to update your website. Otherwise, if one person has the passwords and all of a sudden that person is out of the picture, all of a sudden you're locked out. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's real important to protect your affiliate. Yes. Well, this is just a wonderful lineup. Just This is just three areas of, of activities, and there's just many, many, many more, just an incredible number. So we would encourage everyone to um, watch the ACB convention preview information that's being posted on the ACB convention list. Um, also, uh, go up to the website and look at things. We're posting more information up there each day. Um, this year we're trying something new with the convention area on the ACB website, and that is posting some uh, some information from the convention previews as we can, make, making a little bit more information there. And you will especially find a lot of new information on the technology sessions. There's all kinds of new free technology sessions being announced virtually every day. So there's just so much going on, and it's it's going to be a great time. Artists, I really appreciate you being with us on Soundprints, and look forward to seeing you in Minneapolis. Well, thank you, and I can't wait to be there. Page 4. There were also a couple of human interest stories posted on the ACBL list this week, and we usually don't carry these, but we think that you might find these of interest. The first one is called, I Can See Now, Blind Woman Regains Sight After 23 Years of Darkness by Alexander Maville. It's being called a miracle. A Florida woman who was blind for more than two decades is seeing again after an unrelated surgery returned her sight, a result doctors cannot explain. I always knew in my heart that God was going to let me have my eyesight back, Mary Ann Powell Franco told NBC2. I knew it. Powell Franco, who was colorblind since birth, completely lost her ability to see in 1993 after a violent car accident left her with ruptured discs in her back. While undergoing surgery to repair the injuries, she experienced another serious setback. He said, Marianne, you had a stroke on the table, she remembered a surgeon telling her. That's when her world went dark. Nothing, she said. I couldn't see anything. Despite the reversal of fortune, Pal Franco refused to let it slow her down. You can't see, so what, she remembered telling herself. Get up, get moving, and I did. 
Over the next two decades, she lived life the only way she knew how. She took up art, learned to draw and paint, and even jumped from a plane during a skydiving event. But it was a fall in her home that would change her life all over again. After re-injuring her spine, Pal Franco found herself back on the operating table. No one expected she would wake up to an even bigger surprise than the one she experienced 23 years earlier, not even her doctor. She's my miracle patient, Dr. John Afshar said. She basically amazed me. When she awoke from the anesthesia, Pal Franco was shocked. I said, Doctor, guess what? I can see, she exclaimed. Yes, I can see now. Not only did it allow her to see objects clearly, it also corrected her color blindness. She was on cloud nine, Afshar said. If you could float, she would float. The procedure Afshar performed had nothing to do with Pal Franco's eyes, but instead aimed to straighten her spine. There's really no explanation, Afshar said. He did offer one theory, though. When we realigned her spine, there's a possibility we could have re-established blood flow, Afshar explained. He believes the blood could have restored previously dormant nerve cells that enable vision. Now able to see, Pal Franco is reapplying for her driver's license. I feel like I'm in my 20s, you know, she said, sitting in her niece's car. I'm ready to go. Next up, she's planning a trip to Michigan to visit friends and family and to finally get a look at grandchildren she's never seen before. This story was from Global News, a division of Chorus Entertainment. And the last item from ACBL this week was posted on June 3rd and is an article entitled Blind Kids 6 and 7 Call 911 and Perform CPR After Mom Suffers Seizure by Elton Hobson. Police in a Missouri town are praising two children for their quick thinking after their mom suffered a stroke Tuesday. Mitchell Copeland, 6, and Cora Copeland, 7, immediately called 911 and began administering CPR after their mother, Laura Copeland, became unresponsive. Even more impressive, both children are legally blind. It just caught me by surprise how well she did and how much she knew. Lakin James of Marion, Lewis County Dispatch, who took Cora's 911 call, told WGEM News. According to the Hannibal, Missouri Police Department, Mitchell and Cora sprang into action when their mother collapsed early Tuesday morning. Cora called 911, and then both children began to administer first aid. My little heroes, Laura Copeland told WGEM, I woke up to not breathing, not remembering anything. My kids were in my face. Police say the kids were able to provide valuable information to first responders, and Hannibal Police Lieutenant John Zerbonia told local media that officers were impressed with the children's calm and quick thinking. Both children suffer from a genetic eye disease called achromatopsia, meaning they have difficulty filtering light. Laura Copeland was transported by ambulance to Hannibal Regional Hospital while the kids were given a tour of an officer's patrol car as a thank you from police. 
Now recovering in hospital, Copeland says the incident demonstrates the importance of having an emergency plan in place with your kids and family. Talk about the stuff that can happen because all of a sudden something can happen, she said. This was copyrighted 2016 by Shaw Media. Page 5. The Sound Prince Calendar. On June 10, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout will also include an activity sponsored by the Guide Dog Users of Kentucky. Braille, iPhone tips, and genealogy from 3.30 to 5. Discussion from 5 to 6. Dinner, $5 per person from 6 to 7. A walk, sponsored by Guide Dog Users of Kentucky, followed by games and crafts from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville, call 502-895-4598 for more information. On June 11 is the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Board meeting by conference call at 11 a.m. 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. Also on June 11 is Cinema Saturday, The Miracle Worker, 1962 film, from 1 to 3 p.m. at the American Printing House for the Blind. The film is free, but registration is required. Call the museum at 502-899-2213. On June 12, the KCB Next Generation will have its monthly conference call meeting at 8 p.m. 605-475-6006, intercode 294444. June 14 is the next meeting of the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, in Owensboro from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. For more information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418. June 17 is a GLCB roundabout. June 18 is Braille for the Sighted, workshops for young people, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. It's the first in a two-part workshop series an opportunity to learn the basics of Braille and practice writing on a Braille slate and a Braille writer. Advanced students will learn about Braille contractions, whole word signs, and more. Attend one or both sessions for ages 8 and up. It's free. Call the Printing House Museum at 502-899-2213. June 19 will be the next meeting of the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Board. It's at 8 p.m., the call-in number is 605-475-6006, and the code is 294444. June 20 is the next KCB board meeting at 8 p.m., also at 605-475-6006, intercode 294444. On June 21, the Tri-State Library users will hold its next conference call meeting. This will be a special program with an author. 8 p.m. by phone 605-475-6006, intercode 294444. On June 24 is another GLCB roundabout. June 25 is Bards and Storytellers at the APH Museum with Karen Karsh. Enjoy a performance and Q&A with this blind Colorado singer and songwriter who writes about big moments and moments that just feel big. At the museum, at the American Printing House for the Blind, call 502-899-2213 for more information. 
June 27 is a Guide Dog Users of Kentucky membership conference call at 7 p.m. at 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. July 1 through 9 is the 55th Annual Conference of the American Council of the Blind. ACB, Land of 10,000 Dreams, exhibits, workshops, tours, programs, friends, and lots of fun at the Hyatt Regency on Nicolette Mall in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Rooms are $89 a night plus state and local taxes, double occupancy. Make reservations by calling 888-421-1442. Registration is now open for the convention. You can register by phone by calling 800-866-3242 or visiting www.acbconvention.org. July 9 is another Cinema Saturday at the APH Museum. This time they'll be showing Daredevil from 2003. For more information, contact the museum at 502-899-2213. July 12-14 is the Gateways Conference for 2016. This is a summer in-service training for Kentucky's vision teachers at the Kentucky School for the Blind, 1867 Frankfurt Avenue. For more information, contact Beth Baker at 502-897-1583, extension 7105. July 16 is Braille for the Sighted, Workshops for Young People. This is the second in the two-part workshop series about the basics of Braille at the APH Museum, 502-899-2213. August 5 and 6 is the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association 71st Annual Reunion at the Ramada Inn, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. For information, call 502-897-1472. For hotel reservations, call 502-897-5101. On August 13 is Cinema Saturday, the last in the summer cinema series at the American Printing House for the Blind. This time the film is The Book of Eli from 2010, 12.30 to 3 p.m. at the museum. The number to call is 502-899-2213. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.